0: Hi, welcome to This Property Life. My name is Mark Winship. I'm a professional property investor and property coach. One thing I've learned from my years investing in property is that everybody has an opinion when it comes to property and the property market. The mainstream media can also be a scary place with their sensationalist reporting about price crashes, interest rate rises, and market turbulence. So how do we make sense of all of this as newbie investors? And how do we know exactly when is the best time to start buying property? This week, I'm catching up with Caroline Claydon to address this fundamental question. So if you're waiting in the wings and wondering when to jump in and buy your first investment property, this episode is a must listen. Let's get cracking. Hi, Caroline. Thanks for joining me. How are you doing?
1: Good. Nice to see you, Mark.
0: Yeah, it seems like a while since we've had a a catch up on the podcast.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one
0: um we're dealing with quite a big question as well aren't we the the the, the big the, the big golden question as to when is the best time to start investing in property and i think that uh, that's kind of the overarching question isn't it but but particularly important i think for us to spend a bit of time on it at the moment because there's so much in the media at the moment about the property market. What's going to happen? Have we got a crash coming up? Is there going to be a downturn? And I guess particularly for people who uh, don't have decades of experience in property and have seen some of the the, 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 the natural cycles that, that, that the property market goes through, they might be wondering whether or not this is a good time or a bad time to jump in. So seems like a good time for us to tackle this topic, I think, doesn't it? Yeah.
1: It's very noisy out there in the marketplace, isn't it? The, yeah, there's a lot of so. a lot of chitter chatter of a, a crash, and I always think it's funny that the media basically talk us into recession, don't they? Yes, exactly. <laughs> get <us> right. <laughs> it's like yeah. okay, but I mean, I guess for students that that I meet, I mean, you meet them when they're they're already made that conscious decision to invest, so that's sure. great. Whereas I'm yeah. meeting them at the very beginning stage where they're they're undecided and this whole concept of i think i should maybe wait until there's a crash or i'm going to wait until um that that the market's cooled off i hear that a lot so i think it is good that we we tackle it yeah today in any way we can
0: and like, like like i mentioned that the property market does or has historically moved in quite uh predictable patterns hasn't it you Know it goes in sort of cycles, and whether or not recent events have sort of thrown that out a little bit, but it, it I think it's worth reflecting on the fact that that you know we talk about there being unprecedented circumstances, but in, in yes, COVID itself was obviously unprecedented, but the market conditions that it created, um, have been seen before, will be seen again, and and it sort of follows those predictable cycles. So I know you've been doing a bit of reading up on that, haven't you? You're looking into the that the, the was it the 18
1: 18 year the, cycle the 18 year cycle and even I have to say when I when I first um sort of stepped into the arena of trying to educate myself in property yeah. investing I'm sure my, one of my trainers said every 18 years is going to be a big recession yeah so that 18 years has always been in the back of my head yeah. and I think the poignant question he asked was are you going to wait for another 18 years before you actually do this yeah um but this whole concept of the 18 year cycle um is that there's a little a little uh you know a little boost a little growth and then a little dip and maybe flatlines a little and then, a, then there's a real boom 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 um, and yeah. and then that crash that they talk about and i think that language crash yeah. that sounds dangerous yeah. right it sounds like something you should try and avoid yeah you know yeah. crash means avoid it an actual yeah. fact that's really when i get excited this yeah, boom exactly. stuff is annoying me
0: <laughs> yeah. It's been it's You've been a difficult people. market for investors, isn't it? The last 18 months to 2 years because it's been such a sellers market, you know. So actually, yeah, the thought of um you know, a drop in in property prices and um property sitting on the market for a little bit longer, if anything, mm-hmm. that creates better conditions for us to to go out and start shopping, doesn't it? Um, yeah. and, and, and better better position for us to negotiate from than when it's a seller's market.
1: Yes. I think the other thing to, that we need to consider and maybe convey uh, for people is that even if the market is going up, that's not necessarily a bad time to buy. Yeah. I guess if you were to be hypercritical and say, okay, if I could pinpoint the worst possible time to buy, it would be at the absolute peak height yeah. of the market. And we yeah. ain't there yet. We're yeah. definitely not there. We're probably at least a couple, maybe two, three years away from that. So yeah. we've got some breathing space. Yeah. Um, and even in a rising market, there's deals to be had, Yeah. Uh, ways that we can structure things. Because if you think about the, the system we use of getting your money into the deal and then get your money yeah. out, we've got time to still do that and actually yeah. capitalize on the fact that, it's moving in an upward trend, so yeah. it helps getting your money out of the deal. So yeah. we can, you know, we can look at that in a positive way rather than thinking, "Oh, I've probably paid too much for it." Actually, if you get all your money out of the deal and it cash flows, let's not split hairs about it and sweat yeah. the small stuff. Yeah, because um, yeah. you'll never dip your toe in if you if you keep thinking this is the best possible price I could get this for now. Yeah, it's it, that's just false, right? It's just
0: and the and the principles of you make your money when you buy and you add value. They, they hold true no matter what the market's doing, don't they? And, and it, I guess it's just a case then of potentially pivoting your strategy or identifying what strategy will work in that particular market conditions. Because I think, you know, particularly I see this with students looking to um, get their foot on the ladder, as it were, and, and take their first steps into into professional property investment. They They really beat themselves up, if you like, around what's going to be my stress, what's going to be the strategy, as if once I've started on that path, I can't go in any other direction. And that's me. And so they really procrastinate over, is this the right thing to do? But in reality, you know, I know our strategies changed multiple times over the years, um, not not just in, in response to market conditions, but it might be that, your circumstances change, what you need your properties to do for you at different stages in your journey changes. You know, they serve a purpose up to a point, but then your strategy changes. So in many ways, it's about identifying what strategies are working right now, as opposed to feeling like you're committed. And, you know, if that's the case, you might be a bit hesitant about getting started, I guess.
1: Well, and also if if you start now, like whatever happens in the future there like you say there's flexibility so if you amass properties that maybe aren't performing as well as you you could get in another market two years down the line you can right. liquidate them and and you can reshuffle you can re-leverage you can you can yeah. do stuff with it it's better to have the assets that you can shuffle around than not have anything yeah. at all to get going yeah. with yeah. Um, so this, you know, seller's market is great if you have got any assets that you think actually I'd maybe like to, you know, uh, liquidate that and and use the capital in a, in a much bigger, sexier deal over here.
0: Exactly. Um, well, I, I think well, I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but you know, and I think this we didn't deliberately set out to do this, but I think it's a nice illustration of exactly what you're talking about. That we are just in the process of finalising the sale. Of uh, four properties in our portfolio, and once they're sold, they will be that will be every property that we purchased in order to get to our financial security figure. We will have sold
1: there,
0: we go, which I think is a really interesting. And again, I'm not saying that's the way, I'm not advocating that, that you must do that, but it just shows you that actually, we've those and those properties have been very successful. Within their life cycle, they've done exactly what we needed them to do. They got us to a financial security point where we could launch our service accommodation business, which is a lot more hands-on. And we've chosen now to liquidate those assets and use that within that side of things. So um, it just shows you, doesn't it, that, that you know, you're know you going to pivot and change and evolve as you go through. So an awareness of the market conditions and what strategies are working right now is really sensible Um, and really useful for you as an investor but I know when we first started out I'm not advocating that you should ignore the market and what the market's doing but I don't remember that being a major factor in why we started investing in property whether or not it was the right time or the wrong time for us it was it was you know absolutely the right time because of what we needed to achieve with with our income and with our personal situation and everything else so
1: uh, yeah, I think it's a really good example of people sweating the small stuff. Yeah. As, human be- as, as human beings, our, our our default is to to dot all i's, cross all t's before we actually do something a bit different. And with you, you're just saying actually, we probably didn't even really look at the market. It was more about what's, what's, what do we need here now? Yeah. I mean, I started in 2000, we went on our uh, three-day course in November 2008. Everyone around us was like, what are you doing? Property's crashing. This is the yeah. worst time to get into it. And I was just like, yeah, well, uh, but I need to do something, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I tell you what, back then, the challenges were money. Money was seriously scarce, but there was plenty of deals. And what you've got in the current market is less ready available deals at the kind of BMV level, but you got yeah. shitless money that you can get your hands on. So it's yeah. either one or two of those things and it's completely supply and demand. And yeah. I think it's business. If you think about, and I went big picture on it cause I'm not a detail person. I thought the population in the UK is growing. <laughs> more and more people are visiting here and we're a little island and they ain't building enough houses. So if you think about it in that respect, People are always going to need somewhere to live because it's one of the fundamentals for human survival. And they ain't building enough houses for people to live in. So that's a kind of good business to be in where the demand is high and the supply is low. Let's get in. And I think if you can maybe get your head around the bigger picture element of it, it will all absolutely level out. Property in the UK um, historically is on an upward trend with the odd little trough in the middle, you know? So if you can not worry and sweat the small stuff and think about the bigger picture and that an actual fact over the duration of the time you're going to be holding your properties,
0: yeah.
1: it's going to be okay.
0: Yeah. It's do, going you think, to be okay. do you think sometimes people, and I'm sure we've all been guilty of this at times, but do you think sometimes people use things like the market conditions or what the, what the state of the property market is as an excuse for not taking action? You know, in, in many ways, it's actually just um, a, a convenient thing for them to lean on when in reality, maybe the issues run deeper about, you know, is uh, is your why strong enough, you know, etc. Do you, do you really want this enough? Is it, is it the right time for you? And mm-hmm. you potentially lean on the fact, oh, well, it's just not the right time in the market as a bit of an excuse to not take action, maybe. There. So,
1: um, um... It very much could be, I I always like to think about the psychology behind statements that people make. And, you know, we've all heard people saying, oh, there's just no deals out there. Yeah, Yeah. It's like, okay. So what you're really telling me is you haven't actually got off your butt to find them. (laughs) You're like, oh, every offer is rejected. Well, and you're really following up on them the way that you should. Are you, how many offers are you actually putting out there? You just put a couple, you know? So there are statements that will tell you a a kind of undercurrent. um, I I remember the very first property sort of networking event I went to. So I was properly green. I hadn't really started doing it sensibly. um, And the woman who was taking the networking event said, Um, I'm not buying at the moment. I think the mortgage arrangement fees that the banks are asking for is ludicrous. It's scandalous, and I'm not going to pay it. (laughs) I remember sitting there thinking is this the networking event for me? Because yeah. <laughs> well, the person's at the front going, now's not the time to buy because the mortgage arrangement fees are too high. And you're like, nah, that, that's, yeah. that's really like looking at the cost of the shovel
0: yeah. um,
1: while you're digging for the gold. That's ridiculous. And, and that, that kind of mentality is someone who's never really going to go at it and make a success of it anyway, is it? So,
0: yeah. yeah. Absolutely. This is. So does that really sort of bring us to the conclusion that the, the best time to invest is, is now, essentially? <laughs> it's always now, uh, because ultimately you're just going to be second guessing yourself and chasing your own tail, aren't you? Um, and I think that there's, the, the best time to invest is now, if only because there will always be a reason not to. If if yeah. that's the way that your mindset is is wired to see it, so if you're if you have an abundance mindset and you're you're looking for opportunities and strategies that work, then you'll find them. But if you're wired to to, to think that there's that there's always going to be a reason not to get started, if you want to find it, you know, and you'll Absolutely. certainly you'll find it in the mainstream media everywhere you look at the moment.
1: Yeah, I mean, so the most common things I'm hearing um, from people who are haven't started yet and they're thinking about starting, is they're worried about interest rates going up because, of course, inflation is going up. So, yep. well, if interest rates go up and I've got all these mortgages, like, how am I how am I, how am I going to make that work? Yep. And then uh, property prices are going up, therefore they must crash. So if I buy them now and then it crashes, I'm losing money. So yep. it's always about this coming from an angle of the market's going to change. And yep. I think my response is always, the market's always going to change (laughs) that's just something you have to accept and on the interest the interest rate uh, side of things I'm very comfortable that long term that's when you make your money when you buy and you we we run our our stress test formulas a a couple of percent above what you can achieve all of that when you structure like that then that covers you yeah. And if interest rates get to a point where it's above our stress test, well, guess what else is going up? Rents, yeah. inflation, everything is relative.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so I'm not, I'm not concerned about interest rates. I'm not concerned about a big crash coming and, and over leveraging my, you know, ourselves. So I think keep calm and carry on is my yeah. overwhelming message to everyone is keep calm and carry on. Just, you uh, knowledge is powered. The more you know about structuring and setting up your deals at the beginning and making your money at that point, the more yeah. confident and comfortable you are that actually it doesn't really matter massively about what the market does. Yeah. All it means is there's going to be a bigger influx of amateurs coming in and a, a bigger influx of amateurs leaving the market. And that, that's the only real difference we see, Mark, you know, when um, there's, there's big fluctuations in, in in movement
0: but it is it is funny you mentioned it at the beginning it is funny how it the market and the media and everything else creates a self-fulfilling prophecy so mm-hmm. all, all the sort of media sort of sensationalist reporting about a crash and they use lots of you know motive language like that like you said it creates hesitancy in the market which ultimately creates that condition But in reality, as investors, that's when we need to get active. That's when we need to be really getting out there, hunting the deals, you know, finding, um, you know, distressed landlords and and distressed sellers, as well as distressed properties and and looking for opportunities within that properties that are coming back to the market because they've been downvalued. You know, like you said, how good is your follow up process? All of these sorts of things. So my mind is coming back round to the same conclusion where you just landed i think around the value of education so so really understand how to make sensible investments in property that go a long way towards safeguarding you against some of these fluctuations you know we don't over leverage we're not we're not out there jumping on a 95% mortgage when it's available you know so we create that buffer for ourselves um but also the power of network you know, and actually being around other people, other investors who are doing what we're doing, who are out and actively investing right now so that you can understand what strategies are working. You know, learn from other people who are out there mixing it at the moment in the current market conditions. What's working? What are they focusing on? And that's yes. going to give you a pretty good steer. You know, rather than relying on information fed to you by the media, you <laughs> to get part of a community that is, that is actually, you know, focused on, finding the opportunities within the current market
1: and, and i love i, I love what, talking to all the different agents you know the commercial agents the resi agents you know they're the ones literally on the ground day by day by day and they're the ones that can say actually you know one bed flats are a bit sticky on the market right now but the two bed houses are flying and, they, yeah. and that kind of information that intel yeah. It's really handy for the micro stuff that you're going to yeah. be working within.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but where you can get a really good indicators from your brokers, what are the banks thinking? The banks yeah. are the ones that are going to give you the biggest indicator about what's coming. Yeah, um, And when you can still get pretty cheap long term fixed deals from a bank, yeah. then the bank doesn't think interest rates are going to go anywhere too high too soon. Yeah. Yeah. so it's just knowing these little places to look for snippets of information which help you yeah. make your business decisions and if you're a nervous a nervous investor well fix all your mortgages if you're worried about interest rates yeah. Yeah. you can fix them for 10 years i mean it's not the best rate but you can fix them for 10 years if you're that worried yeah but yeah you're right getting information from people who are out in the ground on the ground living breathing working in this day by day can really you know keep you a couple of steps ahead of everybody else
0: yeah but it's hard to imagine when you when you've been in it a while and you've got that sort of mindset approach to it it's hard to imagine any market condition that would mean we just stop we just down tools and stop investing it's it's you know there's going to be a strategy that works there's going to be an element of like you say it might be that rents are particularly high or you know this is a great market for flips or service accommodation or whatever it might be there'll be strategies that work so you know i think that's one of the things that i've probably gained from education <clears throat> is obviously the knowledge but it's more the confidence that um i know that i've either got a strategy within my toolbox that i can roll out if i need to when, when the market suits Or I've got access to to people like yourselves and the other mentors of PWS and our network and community who are deploying successful strategies and you can learn from those guys. And so I don't like you said, I don't worry about the doomsday of what if this, what if that, what if this is going to happen? It's more about right that. We'll find a solution. We'll just pivot and we'll work out what's going to work in those conditions.
1: I mean, interestingly, if we all get together, none of us are talking about what the market's going to do. No. We never sit down on a, you know, a night out with drinks and dinner and say, right, yeah. guys, what do you think's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about the deals that we're working on right now, the deals yeah. that we're going to be working on in the coming months. Yeah. Um, and that's what we focus our energy on. But every January, I'm asked to do a webinar on my <laughs> predictions for the coming well, year. Above-
0: Caroline's crystal ball for
1: the year. <laughs> and it's ludicrous. but the people that want to hear the predictions are the ones that aren't doing it. Yeah. The ones that are not in the marketplace the ones that aren't you know that haven't started they haven't actually done it yet because they're just waiting 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 for this pinnacle moment to yeah. start. Yeah. Um but it, it really is a fallacy. It's it's the yeah. media and the noise and all of that out there that that puts the fear into people to just, oh, if in doubt, do not. But think about what Warren Buffett says. You know, the word crash to me gets me excited. I'm like, get my cash reserves ready and go shopping. Um, You know, more millionaires created in a recession than any other time. Do the opposite to the masses. Um, There's, yeah, lots and lots of little... Interesting indicators out there, I'm excited yeah. about the next five years. I think the next five years are going to be phenomenal for property yeah. investors.
0: Yeah, P- people who've started investing, started their investment journey over the last couple of years, uh, yeah. are, are, are going to, I would imagine, over the next two or three years, have a whole different experience of, of of what it's like to invest in property and the when the the emphasis shifts a little bit back towards the buyer and the investor again. So that would yeah. be, be a nice change.
1: Well, every time I, I'm, I'm training people, it's like there's two key skills you have to have. You have to know how to source the deals. and You have yeah. to know how to source the money. If you nail both of those skills, it does not matter what the market's doing because yeah. you'll be all right. You yeah. can do deals regardless.
0: Um, Perfect. Well, I think that's a good message for us to finish off. Um, hopefully, that gives people a little bit of a, a positive boost and a bit of reassurance if they're feeling a little bit nervous around the stuff they're hearing in the in the media and what have you. You know, that's that's certainly our approach, our mindset, and um, uh, you know, I think that's going to be a useful message for people as we sort of go through this slightly uncertain time of what's the market going to do.
1: Yeah, uncertainty brings opportunities.
0: Absolutely. Brilliant. Well, thank you for your input, Caroline. That's been awesome. And um, I will catch up with you again soon.
1: See you soon. Take care.
0: Bye. So I think the take home message from that episode came through pretty clear that the best time to start investing in property is almost always right now. So what are you waiting for? We mentioned the importance of community a few times in this episode, and you're very welcome to come over and join ours on Facebook. We are Property Wealth System, and we have an amazing community of like-minded investors, all of whom are active and doing deals in the UK property market right now. So why not come over and join the conversation? Please also don't forget to check out our new YouTube channel for lots of handy tips and information on how to make a success of your own investment journey. Just search for Property Wealth System and hit the subscribe button. I hope you're enjoying the podcast content. Please give us a like and a follow if you get a minute. And if you get a chance to leave us a quick review, that would mean the world to us. Thanks again for listening. And I will catch you on the next episode.